Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from the Vine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I'm excited that you are walking with me. What we do each day is we look at about three chapters of Scripture that I'm just organically reading through in my time with the Lord, and we're going to discuss them for around 20 minutes. You're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters individually, but hopefully together we'll be able to hear the voice of the Lord as we're meeting each day. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage comes from Proverbs 4, 5, and 6. And um, just remember, you have to remember when we're going through Proverbs that these are real um, wise and often very practical um, sayings or, or, or just pieces of wisdom for us to contemplate on. And so sometimes when we're studying in Scripture, you know, we're, we're always trying to find the deeper uh, meaning beneath the surface, and, and that's okay for us to do. We should always take Scripture first uh, as literally as we can and apply it to our lives uh, in, in the most um, obvious of ways first, and then we can look beneath afterwards for maybe a deeper meaning that I could chew on and contemplate more. But we never want to over-spiritualize something that has a pretty plain and straightforward meaning. And uh, I just want to cover that because Proverbs, there's a lot of really plain, straightforward meanings that we just have to take from it and go, okay, don't do that. You know, and then, and from that, I know that I'm obtaining wisdom because I'm refraining from doing the very thing that I was instructed not to. Okay, and so in uh, Proverbs chapter 4, it says, um, Hear, O sons, a father's instructions, and be attentive that you may gain insight. Um, in, in, in insight, it talks about this in a second again, but insight is the ability to understand. A situation okay it's it's the ability to perceive not what is uh, what is appearing to be happening but what is really happening and what is really um, the the correct course of action to go from here so it's it's the ability to perceive uh, deeper than what um, is just kind of in front of our eyes. But uh, we have insight, meaning we've tapped into a deeper uh, realm of understanding about what is in front of me. Um, and so it says, be, be attentive that you may gain insight. And uh, then he goes on to say, let, let your heart hold fast my words and keep my commandments and, lives, and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not, do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. And when he says she, he's, he's being poetic, meaning uh, wisdom. And so he is saying the beginning, I like this verse, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. <laughs> and whatever you get, get insight. And that's very true. That's very true. Is that the place of the, the first place of of obtaining wisdom is just wanting wisdom. Some people just don't want to be wise. Actually, quite a few people are pretty content with their own uh, present 
uh, level of understanding. In fact, what we what we do, especially nowadays, is we've developed what we feel is right about basically every moral issue, social issue, political issue, uh, the way that we raise our kids, the way that we you know uh, treat our spouses, the way that we spend our money, and then we actually just we actually just create um, uh, you know fences and gates around all of those things so that we don't actually let any wisdom ever slip into those places that I'm already very comfortable in my beliefs for. Right, and that's the opposite of wisdom because the beginning of wisdom is to want wisdom. For from now until you're a hundred years old, you should want more wisdom. I want more wisdom. I want more insight. Um, and we come before the Lord, like it says in James, and we ask, Lord, give me wisdom. I don't want to think that I have all the answers. Um, I want to know that there's more. And I, and I ask that you would give it to me. And it doesn't mean that every time that you ask for wisdom that you're going to be just wrong about everything that you were currently believing. A lot of times you, you just didn't have a full enough understanding yet. And he's going to make your understanding more full. Right? Okay. And, and so you, you, maybe you weren't beating your children senselessly before. That's good. You know, you were loving your kids well, but, you're, you're, you've been, but your children are disobedient and, and you're trying to figure out, you know, what to do with that situation. You're asking the Lord for wisdom and he's, he's showing you that they're acting the way that they're acting because they've, they're, um, deprived of your, uh, love and your time. I heard recently something that really blessed me. It said that the children spell love T I M E. And that's so true. Our, our children are so desperate for our time. It's what makes them know and feel that we love them the most. And so I'm just giving you one example of this. So it's not that it's always going to, seeking wisdom and insight isn't always going to take you from bad to good. It's going to take you from good to great, or as I like to say, from good to gooder. <laughs> and so, you know, so we need to be people that are consistently seeking wisdom, seeking insight, and, and being okay with being wrong about what we've previously believed. We can't build up those walls and fences and gates uh, around what we've already chosen to believe, but we come before the Lord in humility and understanding, saying, make me wiser, Lord. Give me more insight. It's okay if you have to tear down some of my beliefs about things, because I want to only believe what's real and what's true and what's what's wise. And, um, and, and it goes on to say... Um, uh, keep hold of instruction. Do not, do not let it go. Uh, guard her. Uh, do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not go in the way of the evil. Avoid it and do not go on it. Turn from it and pass on. And um, this is a real, this is a real common uh, theme through the book of Proverbs, especially the first several chapters, is just the call to not go near evil. Because kind of along the same side, along the same heart, the same heart that says, I don't need wisdom, or I, I, this is why I believe what I believe. You know, um, I was on an airplane yesterday and there was a lady and they, they were, they started to talk and and um, this this lady said, well, well, this is what I believe, and this is why I believe it. You know, and she started listing all of her reasons and everything about, you know, I was just overhearing the conversation, but it was, you know, she wasn't a believer, and she, but she had built up a really, a really uh, complicated system of 
believing all these different things, you know, and you know that's that's our human nature. Like I said, is is just to come up with a, a belief system, and then come up with a defense mechanism so that so that nothing could ever break into our belief system. You know what I'm saying? And um, what what that is 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 a false it's a false sense of strength, um, so that I never have to be. Uh, weak, okay, if that makes sense. Now just follow along with me because I bring only bring up that to say it's really common in the, in the Proverbs to to uh, warn, I mean just vehemently warn to not go near evil. Well, why do you think that it would be so, it would be such a, a, um, a dire instruction to not go near evil? Because we often develop a false sense of strength that makes us feel like I can go near evil and evil won't go near me. Right. Or I can go, I can go around it, but it won't, but it won't go inside of me. Right. I think that's, I think it's the, the, the origin of, of sin, even in the garden. Let's back all the way up to, it wasn't just that they ate of the, the fruit, but it was that they were even near to the tree. Right. Okay. So they shouldn't have even been close to it. Right. Uh, King David shouldn't have even been home. Uh, the day it says it was a day that it was the time of year when kings would normally go to war. King David was at home. He was too near to evil, you know. Then, as he saw Bathsheba, he decided, "Well, I could get a little bit closer, you know. Just go over and ask her what her name is." And and that's what we do. We just flirt with it. We flirt with it. We get near to it. We think that we're strong enough to, you know, to to flirt with it. But the but the the but wise people know that I don't get near evil. Period. You can make fun of me if you want to. I don't get near evil, and it's and it's not because I you know because I think I'm so weak or whatever. You know, it's just simply because the word says not to. That's why I don't go near evil. You know, and so you know I think we make a big deal about it. Like, well, I'm strong enough. I you know, hey, I'm five years sober. I can go to a bar, you know, when I want to, and I can you know, just have a beer. I can just, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to punk on alcohol. You know, that's not my point today. I'm just saying you have to use discernment for yourself to know how, um, to know what you need to stay away from. Right. You know, I'll give you another example because we're going to start talking about lust. This next few chapters, he deals a lot with lust, but you know, so I think we can all, hopefully all draw the, the line black and white enough to know that pornography is wrong. And that that is just as much adultery actually is to sleep with another another woman or another man because Jesus made it pretty plain for us that you could commit adultery just within your own heart. Well, um, you know, maybe you've reached a place where you know that you're not going to put that in front of your eyes. Well, here's the bad thing about it is there's also a lot of other stuff on TV. There's a lot of stuff in movies. And um, there's a lot of areas where that actually might still be too near evil, okay? Because we live in an overly sexualized world, you know, where they're always trying to put certain images on the screen and always doing all these sort of things. And you have to kind of discern for yourself and just go, I think this is too close for me. And you have to turn it, choose to turn it off. And like I said, it has nothing to do with examining your strength or your weakness. See, that's that's not wisdom. That, that, that's, that's, that's too simple, you know, because people might look at it and go, well, I'm strong enough. I can watch that. You know, it always kind of cracks me up because, you know, we, I'm not punking on anybody, but I, I know we've all kind of said this before, you know, you'll be, you'll be like, Hey, you should watch this movie, you know, but, uh, make, you know, not around the kids, you know, and that's just kind of, kind of funny. Just the whole irony behind that is like, I'm going to subject myself to it 
but it's actually got enough evil in it that I don't want to subject my children to it. Well, realistically, if I feel as though it's got enough evil in it that it would pollute their minds and their hearts, why do I think that my mind and my heart is is so so much more advanced and secure than theirs? Right. If anything, I'll be honest with you. If anything, it might be the it might be it might be the opposite. I mean, just being plain with you, because realistically, I found that a lot of things actually go over kids' heads. You know, there's a lot of things that I I remember watching and things when I was younger, and then I've gone back and watched it. And my jaw just kind of drops because I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. I'm not giving you I'm not giving you grace to let your kids watch whatever they want to. I'm just trying to kind of remove the veil uh, that we put over ourselves that makes makes us feel like, well, I'm mature enough that I could expose myself to anything, right? Because you really need to, to we need to heed the words uh, of wisdom that says, don't go near it. Don't go near evil. Don't go near evil. And, um, and so it's, uh, in the, that's in our chapter, it actually says, keep your heart with all vigilance. For from it flow the springs of life. So we need to be people that keep our hearts from being, but with vigilance, right? That that's that that's um, uh, intense. Um, you know, just being meticulous uh, about how uh, what comes before my heart, what my heart is exposed to, and so I need to keep it. Because from it flow the springs of life. And so if my heart gets wicked, then everything will be wicked. Right? And so if I don't watch what's on my heart, I'm not going to be able to be the man I'm supposed to be, the woman I'm supposed to be. So I start at my heart. I've got to to keep a watch on my heart. And then the very next thing he says is put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Right? So I'm going to watch my heart and I'm going to watch my mouth. This is just wisdom. Watch your heart. Watch your mouth. Don't go, don't go near evil. Stay away from evil. You're not examining it. Examining is it? Well, you know, am I strong enough that I could do this? Am I not? No, 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 no. You, you could either be wise or you could be foolish. Foolish people go near evil. Wise people stay away from it. it it's that simple. Fool, uh, foolish people think they can put whatever they want to in front of their hearts and it won't affect them. Wise people know that I need to watch very carefully what I put in front of my eyes and what I let into my heart and what I let come out of my mouth because I want to be wise. And then it says, let your eyes look directly forward and let your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. So it says, don't get distracted by too much of what's left and what's right. Don't don't uh, accidentally hyper-focus on things that don't really matter. Keep your eyes on what you've been commissioned to. Keep your eyes on the Lord and the, what the Lord has called for you to to do. And... Um, and ponder upon the paths of your own feet and understanding, well, what am, what am I, the only thing I can look at is what am I doing? How can I, that's wise people understand that I can't control what everybody else is doing, but I can control what I'm doing. So what am I going to do? What, what do I think's right in this moment, in this situation? Proverbs chapter five says, um, um, for the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is, Bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her her feet go down to death, and her steps follow the path to Sheol. She does not ponder the path of light. It keeps going to say, keep your way far from her. Do not go near the door of her house. The dear, Do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honors to others and your years to the merciless. 
lest strangers take their fill of your strength, and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life you groan when your flesh and your body are consumed, and you say, How I hated discipline, and how my heart despised reproof. I did not listen to the voice of my teachers or incline my ear to my instructors. I am at the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. So it's saying that these are the effects of those that don't carefully watch um, how close that they get to evil. And how specifically how close that that a man would get to an adulterous woman, and um, there's the, the whole concept of men and adulterous women. The Bible makes it plain to us that the adulterous woman, her her speech is uh, her lips are are they drip honey. Okay, her speech is smoother than oil, meaning that there's there's something about an adulterous woman that is especially seductive to a man. Okay, just especially seductive. And, you know, we live in times where you just turn on the TV for a few minutes and every ad is something about a woman, you know, this and that. It's all trying. It's all trying to be seductive. It's all trying to appeal to man's nature to be easily seduced. Right. It's okay. It's okay to understand uh, weakness. Okay. by the way, it's okay to understand, you know, uh, weakness that may even be specifically associated with your gender. Okay, because there are two genders, and there's male and female, and there's there's weaknesses and there's strengths found in both. I'll just give you an example. Men have, for a long time running, had a weakness towards the seduction. They've had a pretty long, even even some of the best men of God. I just mentioned David. He was a mighty warrior, right? And where did he? But he got caught in a weakness. Women, for a long time, have had a weakness with um, with speech. You know, it's like Paul's words to to women in First Corinthians, like, "Hey, you guys are talking too much. Quiet it down, right? I, this isn't me. This is the Bible. I'm just saying that women sometimes have a dif- more difficulty keeping keeping um, a lid on what they should and shouldn't say. That's just a weakness. And men have a weakness a lot of times with with their minds and their hearts and their actions when it comes to uh, when it comes to women." Okay. Now, knowing your weakness and knowing your your predisposition towards a weakness, you guard that area more tightly. Okay. That's why I believe it's especially important that men not subject themselves to stuff that's even near the adulterous woman, because you just have to know that there that there, you have a predisposition within you that could easily fall victim to that. Right. You know, I remember. You know, my my um, biological father. You know, just an alcoholic and um for forever and always just an alcoholic you know and uh i just remember growing up and there was just it was told to me but it was always just in me too i just remembered thinking i never need to go near it because if it had a hold on him it could have a hold on me okay and i'm not saying that's always the case i'm just saying that i i just felt like there was a familiar spirit that had latched itself to him and that genetically, or even just in the spiritual realm, whatever whatever it might be, that whatever got a hold of him could have its eye on me. And I just want to commission us to say, men, seduction and adultery has had a hold on 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 men, okay? And it could easily get a hold on you, so you have to watch that area of your life very carefully, okay? And, you know, women, you know, the, the, um, the desire to to um submit to 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 not submit but to demand your own way and the the desire to uh uh of course to be superficial 
and to find your value and your beauty, right? And then, and then, and also to not be able to restrain your, the words of your mouth well enough. You know, it was Eve that struck up a conversation with the devil. She couldn't help herself, right? And so, all, all I'm saying is we have to realize our, where we could have weakness and we specifically watch out for those areas. I'm not putting anything on you. Don't, don't, don't receive it in that way. I'm just, I'm just, we're just, we're just looking for wisdom. Wise people know where they could slip and they stay completely away from that area. They just stay away from it. Right. And so it says, so what's the answer? It says, well, drink water from your own cistern. Flowing water from your own well. This gets a little provocative here, but this is this is Solomon's words, not mine, so don't blame me. It's just the Bible. It said, Should your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets? Let them be for yourself alone and not for strangers with you. Let the fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breast fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman and em- embrace the bosom of an adulteress for a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord? Okay. And so, you know, this, this is really actually, it's a beautiful though, because it's understanding that what, what wisdom is, is that not only, it, it's not only telling us what to avoid, but it's telling us what to run towards as well. You know, listen to me. I know, I know. Here I am being the, you know, whatever, provocative pastor this morning or whatever. But Christian marriages are not supposed to be boring, sexless marriages. Okay? Wise people know where, what they should avoid and what they should run towards. What they should run away from and what they should run towards. Okay? I believe in my Bible that it tells me as a man, it tells us as men, anyone that's listening as a man, that I should run away from the adulterous woman and guard my heart from her adulterous ways. And instead of, I should run towards the wife of my youth, the woman that God has already supplied for me. And I should seek to be intoxicated by her love. And I should seek to have a burning passion and a love uh, for her. And, and that I should be delighted in her, right? And so wise people don't try to just restrain from their desires. They allow themselves to be fulfilled by the desires of their heart in the way that God intended. Okay, so it's like, it's like, it's like being on a diet. You don't just try to not eat altogether, but you try to eat the what's good and avoiding the food that's bad. You have to stay full. Okay, hungry people are the people that commit adultery. Okay, there's not very many people that are getting caught up in adultery that are that are staying full at home in their own marriages and their own beds, if that makes sense. Okay, and so what, this is just wisdom. I know it's plain and it's simple, but it's just wisdom. You run away from the adulterous woman and you run towards your wife. Right. And so, um, but it says, you know, if, uh, if we, if we deny that, then we're going to pay for it. Basically, it's going to be difficult. And then it goes on here and I've, I've exhausted my time. You just, I'm, I'm sorry about this. It's just hard to talk about these proverbs and in, in, in a, a short amount of time, but, um, it, it goes through a long list of things here. Uh, my son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, if you've given your pledge for a stranger and it goes through all these things, give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids, no, no, no slumber, save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter. And uh, basically this is, this is 
this actually, if you've ever done anything like Dave Ramsey, this is where Dave Ramsey gets his whole message about gazelle speed. And uh, basically it's becomes because wisdom says don't owe anything anyone. It's not wise. And if you find yourself owing something to someone, then don't, you know, do what you got to do to get out from underneath them. Meaning, I didn't make you to be uh, a slave to anyone. Okay, so if if at any point you find yourself in that situation, you need to run as fast as you can to get out from underneath their hand. Okay, and uh, then he goes on here to say, um, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes. Haughty eyes is pride. Uh, haughty eyes. A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. And it says, uh, My son, keep your father's commandments and do not forsake your mother's teachings. Bind them on your heart always and uh, sit them around uh, your neck. And then it goes on to start talking about women again. It says, um, if you listen to these teachings, basically it's going to preserve you from the evil woman. And it says, do not desire her beauty in your heart. I love that. Do not desire her beauty in, in your heart. So it's not even just stay away from her paths, but but don't let your heart even drift there either. Don't let your mind drift there either. Do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. For the price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread, but a married woman hunts down a precious life. Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? I love that. You You, you can't think that you can have something wicked in your heart and it's not going to affect your life, right? And so... um he who commits adultery lacks sense, and he who does it destroys himself. And um, and so, uh, just 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 a lot of a lot of powerful wisdom in there today for us to meditate upon. And I believe we first need to ask for wisdom and seek wisdom, and then we need to start heeding these practical words that the Lord gives us about how to be wise people.